Sports. I am Zach Bingham. He is our Titans reporter, Sam Phelan. We are A to Z Sports live at 8 a.m. And we are brought to you by BetMGM, our title sponsor. Got to thank BetMGM, a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. Download the app today. And also our presenting sponsors. We could not do it, and it is all free to you to consume because of our great sponsors. Our presenting sponsors include Hughes and Coleman. If you are in a bind and you've gotten injured in a in an automobile accident, you got to have a good lawyer. A good lawyer is Hughes and Coleman. We trust them here at A to Z Sports, as should you. The Bone and Joint Institute, don't fumble on your recovery. They've got uh, the Franklin location plus satellite locations all across Middle Tennessee. FBHP.com, that is Farm Bureau Health Plans. You can visit them today and change your health plan. I did. You should too. And Wilson County Hyundai, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, right down the road, I-40 exit 236. That's WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, Sam. Look, I'm playing a little bit of catch up this week. As I said, I was in Dallas uh, checking on our A to Z Sports Dallas market. Cowboys country's rolling. They're four and one. They got a title fight Sunday night in Philadelphia that is going to be really exciting. But the Titans, let's talk about them. You know, my initial reaction based on the commanders, you know, the commanders game came down to that final play. And you had, is Carson Wentz going to screw this up? Or is Carson Wentz going to steal a win? Well, the first part happened and the Titans got away with it. You know, and, and I'm going to ask your reaction because I need to know. Did you feel like that was a lucky win or was that earned because of David Long Jr.'s play there at the end to seal the victory? You know, the Titans, that's a that's a scratch and claw type of victory. And then we've we've heard Mike Vrabel talk about, look, it's hard to win in the NFL. It's hard to win in the NFL. That was a hard game to win in the NFL. Yeah, I don't believe in lucky victories, to be honest with you, Zach. Like, I mean, you earn it in some capacity every day. I I don't think it was the the prettiest win. I don't think any of the Titans wins are pretty at this point. And yeah, it was the tale of Carson Wentz. It was 75-yard touchdown here, 40-yard touchdown here, and then pick at the goal line with three chances to get one yard and lose the game for your team. That's the Carson Wentz story. I don't believe in, in lucky wins, though, and the Titans... The holes, the mistakes, the flaws are obvious, but the way that they have bounced back and found a way to scratch and claw their way to three in a row is obvious as well. I don't think they're rolling quite like they are in Cowboys country, but they are here sitting in first place on Thursday heading into a bye week. So my reaction was not this is a lucky win. I was actually a little bit more optimistic, a little bit more uh just looking on the bright side of things heading after the game that I even was against Indianapolis or, or the Raiders it was a you know what you do it once I can say this win doesn't feel good you do it twice I can say this win doesn't feel good you do it three times and I have to start tipping my hat and saying you know what you found a way to get yourself into first place despite the injuries and all the issues that you have with your roster. And that's where the Titans are. So that's kind of been my takeaway as see what they look like 10 days from now when you have a chance to try and get more people healthy and and, and prep a good game plan for another big division game. Yeah, and look, I, I kind of tend to agree with you. It was earned because of the goal line stand by their defense. Now, they didn't help themselves putting themselves in that situation you know, I think the bigger problem is them not scoring points in the second half and really in the fourth quarter now, right? It's starting to trickle on. 
you cannot consistently not score points in the fourth quarter and win. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. Uh, and the Titans don't have a good enough team to continue to do that. But it was very important heading into a bye week as you are going to get healthier. And you saw Traylon Burks go on IR right before the Commanders game. So you kind of steal a game. He's got three more games he's got to sit out. And that was impactful. The The deep threat was NWI. Austin and I did a show prior to that game asking, you know, who's going to step up in Burks, you know, uh, and, and replace him and his minutes. Well, it was, you know, NWI with that massive play. It wasn't Hooper. It sure as hell wasn't Josh Gordon. Um, but, you know, I, I think you look at this win and what it can do to this team. They're three and two. The Jags lose to the Texans. The Colts are not a good football team. And the Texans are not a good football team. This is a season for the South. Right? Yep. We knew that before, you know, the first, you know, boot to leather happened to kick this season off. And so, like, it's a race for the South. And right now, the Titans are in the driver's seat being 1-0 in division. And you're talking about the Colts. They still got to play the Jags twice. And the Jags are starting to kind of level out a little bit from their two wins early in the season. And you beat a team you were supposed to beat. This is a, I think, sigh of relief a little bit for Titans fans after starting 0-2. They should be 4-1 if they play a little bit better against the New York Giants. The Giants are 4-1, I understand that. But if they play a little bit better in the second half, now all of a sudden this whole thought process about the Titans, I think, is a little bit different. I don't think totally because of the second half woes. But I bring up Traylon Burks, and this brings up something that – and I've monitored it. I haven't been living under a rock. I've seen the DJ Moore trade scenarios all across the league for desperate teams. You know, there's always a domino that falls at the towards the beginning of the season. That domino is the Carolina Panthers as a whole. They are disastrous. Matt Rule did not work. Baker Mayfield did not work. Matt Corral is not going to come help your season this year because he is on IR for the full season. And they're a bad football team. So, you know, you start – they're kind of like vultures start to – start oh, to, yeah. to fly right and the vultures all around the league and the titans are a vulture to see who they can pick apart on the side of the road and if the panthers are on the side of the road you know and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna use something because i love survival shows okay i i love survival alone is one of my favorite shows where they send people out for 100 days or 50 days and you got 10 items to survive alone when they kill something, they 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 kill a beaver or uh, a moose or an uh, an ox. the The number one thing that they value is the liver. The liver is good eating. DJ Moore is the liver of oh, this yeah. Panthers roadkill. And so, who is going to come as the vulture? And this is going to this is look. We're in Halloween, so we're in a little spooky season here in October. But I look at DJ Moore and I say. Who's going to come get and pit pluck that liver and then help them survive the rest of the football season? Well, outside of like DJ Moore, I think the interesting thing about Carolina is it's a bad football team that has a lot of talent on their football team. And you like, I mean, you're already hearing calls. So-and-so Buffalo's calling about Christian McCaffrey. Teams are calling about DJ Moore. 
Robbie Anderson is another option if, if teams are looking for a wide receiver. Brian Burns on the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of pieces in place in Carolina. And so, yeah, you can bet that as soon as the news of Matt Rule being fired uh, kind of broke, all these teams across the league said, well, let's punch me and patch me through to Carolina. Let's see if we can get on the phone and get some of these trade talks working here. Uh, there's so much talent and there's so much moves to be made. And even if it's not DJ Moore, Austin and I had this conversation on Monday. Is there a possibility that the Titans say, well, the whole market's going towards DJ Moore. We're going to make a play on Robbie Anderson. Or, or are there other pieces in Carolina that they can get to benefit their team? Because right now, when you look at the trade deadline, that is the team that for sure is going to be moving some of these pieces and has talent that can really help contenders. The Titans need a boost of some kind. Uh, that's been the story of the first couple of weeks. Yeah, they're three and two. Yeah, they're in the driver's seat of the AFC South. That's all great. Who's, we're not kidding ourselves when we're talking about this roster. There are holes that are obvious to everybody watching. They have to do what they can to try and patch that. Can they? I don't know. I don't know if the talent is out there at all of these positions, but they have to make an effort. Carolina seems like the logical step one towards making that process happen, picking up the phone and starting that conversation. Well, and there is another alternative step, and this is kind of what came to light yesterday, and that's where we're headed to now. We'll, we'll get the chat involved here uh, very, very soon. And that's Odell Beckham Jr. So when he tore his ACL last year in the Super Bowl, we all knew that it was going to take him a year, but he it actually worked out very well in Odell Beckham Jr.'s favor because – he was going to be courted, and there's no other player that <clears throat> wants the, the, the light shined upon him more than Odell Beckham Jr., and he's, he's about to go into, like, prom season, right? Who is going to be the bell of the ball? Well, the bell of the ball is already Odell Beckham Jr., because there's going to be teams that are desperate trying to save their season or make a Super Bowl run, and he's going to have the pick of that litter now, a little, little things are shaken up because Jeremy Fowler report, reported this, why the Tennessee Titans fit Odell Beckham Jr. and why Odell Beckham Jr. fits the Tennessee Titans. This is what Fowler's report said. This might be a stretch to pair Beckham with the Titans given their run-heavy approach with Derrick Henry, but it'll help this offense running underneath slants, dig routes, off-play action, vertical outs off the slot, or uh, off the slot rookie first round pick Traylon Burks is injured as we all know and should be back in a few weeks but Beckham can help in the stretch run and then it goes on to say Fowler continues his report says why the Titans make sense could use as a vertical threat you saw NWI against Washington but they haven't seen that all season and that was just a one-off a vertical threat on the outside after trading A.J. Brown, which you all know, the team can grind out wins without flashing passing games, however. Tennessee has traded wide receivers the past two seasons. Both wideouts had injury issues. Julio Jones, and then mentions that they traded for Robert Woods this past offseason. 17 catch in five, in five games this season for $3.7 million in cap space. Look, there's a lot to digest right there, but... I think they bring up the point as the Titans need wide receiver help. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a 
It's an interesting scenario. And Jeremy Fowler, if you read the whole article, he lists six or seven teams that are going to be in play for Odell Beckham Jr. That's the thing with any of these guys. It was another thing with DJ Moore that Austin and I talked about was where is the level of competition when you're talking about the offers and the bidding war that's going to take place. And as you mentioned with Odell, he is somebody that likes all the glamour of being courted and being recruited like a five-star high school kid all over again, trying to figure out where he's going to play his ball. But the fit is there on the field. I, I think that that's pretty clear. And Titans fans might be underwhelmed by the idea of OBJ or the injury history of OBJ. If he's on the field, it it works. I mean, and his play style fits what they're lacking. And we'll get more into the details of it with our upcoming question right here. Uh, but it's interesting to see. I feel like that's been a fan rumor for the longest time of, oh, well, what if they did this? What if they did this? Uh, is Odell coming to coming to Nashville? And this is kind of the first time that we've seen a reputable name in the uh, NFL world with Jeremy Fowler first kind of attaching the Titans as a possible fit. And OBJ made some comments as well about the Titans earlier this week about how he really appreciates the culture of uh, of Titans football. And, and so you're starting to see a world in which that fit and, and that match could could be a thing. All right, so we're about to ask a question. I already got some comments rolling in where, uh, you know, OBJ is injury prone right there. G-Man says OBJ would be a mental slash locker room disaster. So there's some criticism of Odo Beckham Jr. I talk about, you know, when you talk about the locker room and what you just mentioned, the reason why you would go to Tennessee is not because of a major market. It's not because of just an unbelievable second half football team. It's because of the culture, right? It's because of they are there to win. We talked a lot over the last couple of weeks about the no fun zone. Well, the no fun zone is okay if you're winning football games. Nobody cares about having fun. The Dolphins ripping the ping pong tables at the locker room. That's a sign of, look, we need to stop having some fun because we're losing football games. We need to start winning football games. So there's a lot to that. We're going to ask the question, and this is simple. And Sam, you mentioned it. In Fowler's report of that ESPN.com report, there was a ton of teams mentioned. It wasn't just the Titans. So what percentage chance does OBJ become a Titan in 2022? What percentage chance? 100% which I don't think anybody should ever answer, so do not answer 100%. That is that's ridiculous, but I think it's somewhere in between 0 and 100. I mean, I I do think that there is a percentage, so you're telling me there's a a chance. So what percentage do the Titans actually land Odell Beckham Jr.? He's a free agent. They would sign him when healthy and then go and move forward towards the rest of the season. We'll get to your answers, but first, do want to tell you guys about, speaking of Odell Beckham Jr. coming off an ACL, if you're coming off of an injury, and it doesn't have to be an ACL, it could be a shoulder, it could be a hip, it could be a knee, an ankle, a foot, it doesn't matter. Make sure that you visit Bone and Joint Institute right there in Franklin, state-of-the-art facility, and so you don't fumble on your recovery. Bone and Joint Institute has been great to A to Z sports as they have been to all of Middle Tennessee for the last several years. They've got satellite locations throughout the, um, the mid-state, and they can be trusted. So I've had one of their doctors fix my shoulder. I had a torn labrum. Paul, Dr. Paul Thomas fixed me up. Uh, one of their other doctors fixed 
Speaking of ACLs, Austin's ACL. So they're trusted by A to Z Sports. They can be trusted by you. Visit the Bone and Joint Institute today. Locations all throughout the state. Uh, middle, middle Tennessee of, of the state. Yeah, and today's show is also powered by BetMGM. That's the king of sports books. And right now with the promo code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app, you can get a risk-free bet on pro football up to $1,000. There's no reason not to get involved if it's risk-free. You get two chances at it. So for week six of the NFL season right here, if you're just kind of lounging around, Titans bye week, Titans aren't playing, well, make the weekend fun. Get involved on BetMGM. Get into some of these games and use the promo code ATOZ Sports on the app and your first bet up to $1,000 is risk-free on BetMGM. All right, let's uh, let's get to the comment section as we've asked the question, what percent chance does OBJ become a Titan in 2022? So Odell Beckham Jr., let's let's play a quick guessing game here, Sam, before we get to the comments. Oh, what, boy. what is Odell Beckham Jr.'s career earnings in the NFL oh, so far? That's not where I thought you were going. Let's see. Just a he's quick guess. Pre- he's in year what? Eight. I'll say he's at. Well, I'll put him at ninety-five million. Ooh, you were close. You're over eighty-two million okay. career earnings. So he's made a lot of money. He wants to make more, and I'm not talking about DJ more. Uh, he wants to make more money this year as kind of a grab bag for 2022 coming off that ACL. So what percentage chance do the Titans actually land Odell Beckham Jr. after Fowler came in with a, a good report saying that he would be a fit with Tennessee? I got to scroll all the way back up because we've got a ton of comments. Steven says 10%. Major says 13%. Mark D says 0%. Uh, Trevon says 5%. We got another 5% coming in from Jay. James Harrison said, or Henderson, excuse me, says 20%. Wilbur says 5 Grim Jim says 10 Locker room nightmare. There's another locker room nightmare comment from Eric. I've been, see- I've been seeing a lot of that. And I'll just say he wasn't one when they won the Super Bowl last year. So, I yeah. mean, you can, co- I heard him called a cancer earlier. Well, he wasn't a cancer with his ring last year in the the way he performed down the stretch in those playoffs for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, John says 10%. Easy clap. G says 5%. Uh, Louis says 15%. Titan Fox says 15%. MB with five. Chris Frazier, zero. Sin City says 1%. Caleb brings up, can OBJ block? That's a, can you block downfield with that ACL? That's That actually is a good comment. That's important to them. So uh, Chris Stress says 25 uh, Lou Man says double oh seven percent. So uh, play, a little play on words there from Lou Man. Ten percent. We got thirty from Kenny. Uh, Michael says seven percent. So very. I mean, these are low. We don't have a lot. There's twelve point five there from Nick. Uh, Brad says fifteen percent. A lot of comments, which is good. Sam, what percentage do you give the Titans to sign? Odell Beckham Jr. and essentially win those sweepstakes this season. Yeah, I uh, I think chat's pretty accurate. I, I would give them. I have ten percent written down. Uh, I think it's in that area. 
I do think it's not 0%. They're not the odds-on favorite either. I think they're going to be in the mix, and there's a couple factors. One, OBJ wants to go to a winner. So as much as fans of certain teams, namely like Chicago or even the New York Giants, might want him, right? I don't think OBJ is going back to New York, and OBJ doesn't want to play for a team that's only going to win six games in the Bears. So he wants to go to a winner. He wants to play in the playoffs. That's step one. And as we mentioned in the AFC South, the Titans give him an opportunity to do that because you know they will be in this division until the very end and right now sit in the driver's seat of their division. Uh, I'm not sure I see them being the highest bidder, but they OBJ also has to consider the situation, right? And he comes to Tennessee, at least right now, you could make an argument he's their number one option. Like Robert Woods is there, a guy that he has played with before. Uh, did I well at least been in the same locker room with before in uh, Los Angeles last year? But him and Robert Woods together, I don't know who your number one is. So I give them ten percent. I think they're in the mix. They're probably still an underdog because it is Tennessee. And let's face it, OBJ is Mister Flashing Lights, as we mentioned earlier, and he is gonna go from New York, quick pit stop in Cleveland, and shows immediately to go to shiny Los Angeles. And I think uh, that's more characteristic for him. I could see him doing that a little bit. I think the chargers are a good play back to the Rams is a good play with the relationship he has with Sean McVay, but the Titans should be in the mix. I think they have a shot because if you're looking football from a football only perspective, he has a really good chance to play here and get targeted here, which I think is important to him. Yes, but I think here is my struggle. They're a running football team. and They run the football. They don't pass the football. And you're going with Ryan Tannehill. My percentage is simple. What, what number is Odell Beckham Jr.? Three? You're going to three? Three. Three percent chance. Uh, and I'm being generous, to be honest. Uh, this is just something that I don't see happening. I don't see the Titans uh, making this move. More so because I don't see Odell Beckham Jr. making this move. This That's is fair. not one of those things where you know, your hands are tied and you get traded to a team and you, you that's just your team, right? The, the higher-ups made this decision, not you. Odell Beckham Jr. wants to win a Super Bowl. The Titans don't have the roster to win a Super Bowl. Uh, that's been my opinion for, you know, months now. Um, And here's the other thing. You don't want to go to an AFC team unless you're the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs. Those would probably be my only stipulations to actually go to the AFC because I want to play with the best quarterback to make my life easier. Ryan Tannehill doesn't necessarily make your life easier. It actually puts more pressure on you because when the running game doesn't work and Derrick Henry has, you know, 67 yards instead of 167 yards, the pressure is now on, and Traylon Burks has been feeling this, but it would be on Robert Woods, NWI, Austin Hooper, Kyle Phillips, and now Odell Beckham Jr. This is a 3% chance. If, if I am Odell Beckham Jr., I go to the NFC, I go to the Green Bay Packers, I may go to the Dallas Cowboys if they get into a situation because you're not going to go to Philly, you're not going to go to Tampa. They already have, you know, there. The Vikings already have Thielen and Jefferson. And then what you do is you wait around 
and you see if another team has an injury like the Titans did with Traylon Burks and to see if, you know, another opportunity uh, appears. But I don't go to the AFC. That, that That's going to be, I think, a, a train wreck for a lot of different teams that think they can win a Super Bowl and then all of a sudden they blink and they wake up and their wild card matchup is against a really good team. And so I'm at 3%. I don't see it happening. And, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. has too big of an ego to come to Nashville, Tennessee. I, you know, he just was in LA. You know, you move to Nashville. I just think that there are, and look, Green Bay is, I'm not That's what I was about to say. You just said Green Bay. But they have the ultimate X factor. They've got an elite quarterback. I do like that from a football perspective. That seems to be the home run fit for me. Uh, going back to the Rams has its own appeal for the uh, the relationships Odell has built in Los Angeles. But you look at Green Bay, that's a team that, one, you know is probably going to make the playoffs just when you factor in their division and the state of the NFC. And you know has a chance to make a run to the Super Bowl given who they have at quarterback. And they're looking for a guy. Aaron Rodgers is as desperate as he's ever been for a guy that can be his go-to, let me throw you the ball on every third down and just stare you down on my progressions. And Alan Lazard's dealt with some injuries, hasn't had the best start to the year. Christian Watson's been terrible. Romeo Dobbs has been fine, but he is still a rookie. And I think, yeah, if you're Odell, I look at Green Bay. I really do. But uh, does his experience in Cleveland affect his willingness to go to Green Bay? I think he enjoys, I think he enjoys that sunshine a little bit of Los Angeles and being – somewhere warm and glamorous, like you said. And, and I don't know how big of a factor that plays into his decision uh, versus a football fit. I do think the Titans fit from a football perspective as well. It is just, like you said, probably a few less passing opportunities in the offense as a whole. But in terms of his role, he's going to have a bigger role in Tennessee than he would anywhere else. Um, yes, In terms no. of the receiving core. Yeah, in terms, of, yeah, because the receiving course is so bad, <laughs> you know. Right. I mean that that that's MB brings up OBJ I mean, also said the you know the Rams offer was too low, and then the Rams came back and said that we're not done offering, so you know they're still negotiating. The Rams, it's funny because they're two and three after that loss to Dallas over the weekend. You know they're not out of it by any means. It's too early in the season, but the Rams' offense has some serious problems. I have Matthew Stafford as my fantasy quarterback, and I'm pulling my hair out because I can't get any points from this guy that, uh, you know, the perception is that he can throw it all over the yard. Well, he hasn't been doing that very well. Another topic that I want to jump into is something that the chat brought up earlier, and that is the locker room play of this. I, I think that is an important element that is probably a misconception of yep. what Odell Beckham Jr. represents in the league today. I'm going to get to that. We'll discuss that. And then we got a, a, a great, uh, a great uh, uh, topic a little bit later on with DJ Moore versus uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I'm getting, let's jump into the locker room situation and the culture. We'll talk more about culture on tomorrow's show as we kind of plan unless something crazy happens in the news, which, which could happen in, in this day and age. But I do want to tell you guys about Farnborough Health Plans before we jump into that topic. Plan on Farnborough Health Plans for health, dental, and vision. That is what I did earlier in the year. That is what you did. You should do uh, today. 
I switched at the beginning of 2022. And I'm really glad that I did. Better coverage, better rates, better service. FBHP.com slash A to Z is where you need to go. You take a quick health assessment. They give you a quote. And then all, you, all of a sudden you realize, wow, this health plan is a lot better than my current health plan. And it can be for all individuals. For uh, uh, somebody who's single, who has a small family, that hasn't had kids yet, it doesn't matter. They have your perfect plan for you. Visit FBHP.com slash A to Z and start your Farm Bureau health plan today. We got to talk bet MGM as well before we get into the next topic. And I want to talk week six and pro football. And if you enjoy pro football, you're sitting at home watching it. Why not put a little skin in the game with the king of sports books? That's bet MGM and betmgm.com. And with the promo code ATOZ sports, you can get a risk free bet on pro football up to $1,000. So if you place the bet and you use the promo code, it doesn't hit. You get that money back into your account to get another try at it. See if you can get a a second bet to hit. So it's risk-free. There's no reason not to do it when there's no risk involved. So the king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, go get the app and use the promo code ATOZ Sports. All right, Sam. So, you know, and I'm not going to use this word for the Titans because they're they're three and two and they've only played five games. But... Traylon Burks having turf toe is trending that the Titans closer to the trade deadline will be desperate, desperate for something to surge their offense. Their offense is not good. Three straight games. You can't score a single point in the fourth quarter. That is disastrous. And wins are hiding that, you know, you, uh, if if they lost one or two of these three games, Sam. Oh boy, what do you think we're going to be saying about these fourth quarters? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's the same thing that we were saying about the second half for a while, and I agree with you. You win a couple games in a row, it can cover up from it. But a lot of Titans fans shouldn't kill themselves or uh, kid themselves when they're looking at these uh, these numbers here. Yeah, like seven points is that like? In the second half, up until last week, you got one extra touchdown, no points in the fourth quarter. You have to finish games like you saw in the Giants game, what that type of offense in the second half can do. You controlled basically the entire first half and the first 10 or so minutes of the second half. And then all of a sudden you kind of looked up and went, wait, we're losing by one point to the Giants. And now we have to try and kick a game winning field goal. And then the blink of an eye, you were 0 and 1. Teams can sneak up on you fast, especially when you give up explosive plays and you can't score. They have to finish and they have to find answers on offense because they aren't executing. There was a couple plays on Sunday. It was like, all right, Robert Woods drops the ball, you know, ahead of the sticks would have been a first down kills a drive Traylon Burks the game before, obviously getting hurt, going down, uh, not being able to get off the field. You run a play with 10 guys. It's a third and five. You kill a drive that way. You have to punt the football away. They're not, getting into these second half drives, it comes down to your offensive talent. It comes down to your rhythm. It comes down to your play calling all of it. They're not executing. They need help and they have to find a way because that is going to correct itself soon. You cannot, as you said, not score in the fourth quarter and expect to just hang on to all of your 10 point leads and kudos to their defense. But uh, their defense has gotten away with some things and dodged a couple bullets a time or two that has allowed them to be three and two, but you have to take that for what it's worth and uh, take advantage 
of the opportunity here to get into a bye week, make some changes and get into week six with a, a different mindset and looking like a different team in the second half. Yeah, yeah Dar- it- Darren says, too, a lot of penalties. And, and that has been what's killed their offensive drives is they can't afford to play behind the sticks. And that's been what they've done in the second half is you get a hold here, you get a false start here, a delay of game, your operations are poor. Now you're looking at a second and 15 without wide receivers that are able to pick up big chunks. And so that's what the situation they put themselves in. And now they need to, they desperately need a way out and need corrections to be made. Yeah. The Titans offense works the best when they're in second and five and third and two. Yeah. They do not work when they're first and 15 because of Nicholas Petit Ferrer's false start that happens every game. And now you are in second and eight incomplete pass third and eight. That is not how this, and not many, not many offenses work well with that scenario, but the Titans are especially good when they're third and two because Derrick Henry can be on the field. You can't put Derrick Henry on third down and seven or third down and 12. He's not on the field. Hilliard's in the field. So your best player on the football team is not on the field. And, and you're getting the most to the crucial down. Yeah, you're getting to the point now, too, where, like, can Dontrell Hilliard even be on the field for third and long? Because of the, the way the offensive line is performed, you need chip help. You need all the blocking help you can get in a passing down to give Ryan Tannehill time to just get the ball out and find a guy and go through a read. And they like Hassan Haskins doing that. And so I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them moving forward, knowing how the offensive line has performed, either run Hassan Haskins as the running back like they did in the two-minute drill against the Giants trying to win the game, or run a two-back set similar to what they did with Hilliard and Henry on the opening touchdown of the game against Washington. But you've put yourself into a lose-lose situation, as you said, where Derrick Henry, your best offensive weapon, can't be on the field. And then uh, Dontrell Hilliard, who's probably your best yards-after-catch type of guy who really opens things up for the passing game, might not be able to be out there either because your offensive line is so bad and you have to give your quarterback an opportunity to make a play. Jamison brings up fans want flashy and coaches want Ws. I, 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 I don't disagree with that comment completely. I think fans want Ws as well. But I think you can tell when a team's record is not indicative of their actual team. Yeah. I'll give you an example. The Giants are not 4-1. They are 4-1. But the Giants aren't going places. They're just not. They can play better. They can improve. Daniel Jones is playing quality football, but Daniel Jones, his ceiling is Ryan Tannehill, to be honest. That's how I believe. And so, and Ryan Tannehill's ceiling is not Josh Allen, right? So I think what we're seeing here with Tennessee, and I think this is why we're talking about Eldo Beckham Jr. We're going to talk about DJ Moore here in a second, is can they bring in a piece to now make sure that their wins you know, now all of a sudden you're scoring seven to 10 points in the fourth quarter. You've corrected your mistake. And now I sit there and say, the Titans are a damn good football team. They can do some disrupting late in the season and possibly in the playoffs, but they're not there yet. And I think here's the key, Sam. 
the turf toe stunting Traylon Burks's growth. Traylon Burks is a long term. You draft first round guys for long term. Yeah. And then you figure out if they can actually be long term. Problem is, Titans first round picks are usually not long term. And Caleb Farley, of what we're we're realizing is that he's not a first round pick. He's probably closer to a second and third. And now he is he has the talent but he doesn't have the full makeup. First round picks that hit have the full makeup from top to bottom. Like, and, and I'll give you the best example that we've seen from a first round pick that wasn't a top five pick. Justin Jefferson has jumped on the scene and is a complete and utter elite NFL football player. The Vikings target him. He breaks tackles. He's a deep threat. He's secure in his catches. He can tap the toes on the sidelines. He is full body, all up and down. Traylon Burks, I'm not saying that he is not, but we do not know, and we now will not know this season. Yeah. Right? He's trending to not be full body in 2022. We don't even know his true skill set. What's the longest pass that Traylon Burks has caught? I mean, I'd have to go look, but didn't we think that was going to be his like his card that he pulled out? That he's his threat is going to be Burks deep, go over, snatch it. Well, we're not going to see that for the next four weeks, right? Yeah, where he's been productive has been some of those underneath routes and getting yards after the catch and running with the football, which he has been, you know, good at and to his credit. But like you said, you thought he was going to be a little bit of a a vertical threat and push the ball downfield and a jump ball threat. And we really haven't seen that so far. Uh, And you don't know when he comes back. I think a lot of fans underestimate what turf toe is. I wrote an article about it at A to Z Sports and, uh, talked about it you know austin did a doc talk with a a doctor from the bone and joint institute as well to go over the details turf toe can be serious you're talking about ligament damage underneath the big toe that affects a wide receiver in just about everything that they do so if that's not a hundred percent his ability to go downfield make make contested catches is also affected Uh, i do want to go back to that comment too of fans want flashy coaches want w's and I agree that that in, to some extent is true, but Zach, this is what I've been trying to hammer home is it is not about a flashy win. It is about a sustainable type of football and playing a sustainable brand of football. This is not the Titans need to score 45 points and blow somebody out like Buffalo did on Monday night football to the Titans. It's about, I'm noticing a lot of tendencies that don't feel like they can hold up against the best teams in the NFL or for a full 17 weeks. And it is asking to be shown that you can play four full quarters to be shown that you can have a competent offense, passing the football and protect your quarterback and be shown that you can play football the way it needs to be played in January. If you want to have a chance and the Titans defense has done a nice job in the red zone. We talked about that on Monday. They've done a nice job coming up with the big plays when they need them. But they've also given up big plays over their heads. They've also given up a good amount of yardage in all of the games that they've played and been outperformed by the opposing offense in the second half in most of the games that they've played and then thwarted the comeback late with a big sack, a big turnover, 
whatever it is. You, me, people that are upset with the Titans' performance are just asking for a sustainable brand of football where you can look at it and say, hey, that was ugly, but I know that this defense balled out. And we might have won 13 to 10, but the defense dominated and they're always going to dominate. And I haven't been overwhelmed by either side of the football so far in these Titans games to make me feel like, you know what, that is a team that is going to keep on winning. It feels like they're at three and two and they have to make mistakes if they don't want that record to correct itself a little bit. And I think through five games, you started uh, that with tendencies. You now know people's tendencies, right? I mean, offensive coordinators are settling into what they do, their tendencies, offenses and defense are setting in. And yes, the Titans have, they do have some good tendencies, but the bad and the worst tendency is that they can't finish football games with points. And that any sports fan will tell you that if you can't score at the end of the game, it's only a matter of time before you're going to lose. Sometimes it's not points. Sometimes it's can you go get two first downs and ice this thing away and, and you know eat four minutes of clock to put yourself in a position to win. And they had a couple chances to do that, both against the Colts and against the Commanders, where it was like, all right, go out, get a couple first downs, put the thing on ice. And granted, they did get that last first down against Indy to do it. But it feels like you you have these opportunities to really put the game out of reach, and you get a a third and out, a three and out, right? And you're punting the football away, and you're taking thirty seconds off the clock, and wind up putting the ball back in the offense's hands, giving them an opportunity to come and beat you. Here's where I think that Titans fans should feel optimistic, though. I think this is fixable. I think that I do the, too. the core of what they've done well is a good positive sign. I think that they can get better in the fourth quarter. I think that that is adaptable. And and you know what makes you feel even better is that they've played disastrous in the second half and they have three wins, right? Three straight heading into a bye week where they're going to get healthier. They will not get healthy. Again, Traylon Burks is a huge piece to this offense. NWI and Kyle Phillips are not. They're just not. Like the one-off from NWI was a great play but the probability of that being consistent is probably slim to none. Robert Woods has got to continue to play better. They've got to continue to sit. What they've done is they've controlled the game. They've controlled the first half with the style of play that they like to play. It's just things have gotten out of their hands late. I do feel like they can, can hone that in. Now they're going to go through a tough stretch here in like a month, right? Where like, they're going to go through Murderer's Row, where they got Kansas City, they got Green Bay, they've got the Bengals who will get better, Philly on down the road. So they're going to have to fix it quick. But you beat Indy out of the bye, you're four and two, and, and two you're and two in the and division, the division. <laughs> with the with two games against Houston coming up, right? Like, I mean, you're two and zero in the division with two wins over Indy, who everybody said would be your you know toughest competition this year yeah I agree with you they've controlled the game and it's concerning because they've had control over games that then have somehow they've almost lost and have almost got away with them after controlling the game for so long I just want to see what happens when you can't control the game from the jump what happens when you get punched in the mouth by the Eagles or like you did in the Bills does it turn into Monday Night Football where, you know, everything hits the fan and you end up losing by 40? 
or can you find a way to strike back and to get quick offense and to to get back? I don't, and, they don't have and, the horses to do that and retake control. Well, I guess that's what we have to talk about. If you because- go down fourteen three at half, like they've put people in positions similar, right? Whether it's twenty four ten, if let's flip the script, Titans go down twenty four ten, your goose is cooked. They're done. Feels like it, right? Well, we I saw mean, it like, once, right? Buffalo, yeah. you're right. They laid down. They, but this is what this, you know, this is an opportune time to fix some of this stuff in the buy, where you can kind of reset, take a deep breath, and figure out if you do get down 14-3, how do you come and play like you have in the first half, in the second half, and get back in the football game? This is something we'll talk more about tomorrow. For That's sure. where you fall back on culture, right? That's when you fall back on gr- gritty wins like they've had to now players have got to make plays to get you back 14-3 in this league. But I do think that that they have some of the makeup. Can they do it? Look, there's plenty of football left to be played this season. They're going to get into one of those situations before long. Yeah, let's. And they- yeah, Good. well, Go I'm, just, I'm gonna I'm gonna get there too because they they might need to make a move to get there, right? I mean, like this is what we're talking about. You have this bye week to get healthy. You have this bye week to game plan. You also might have this bye week to make a trade, a move of some sort, which brings us to the topic we were just talking about with Odell Beckham Jr. and of course the trade talks of DJ Moore. And I saw some comments earlier saying, "Well, I don't want OBJ. I, I I'd rather have DJ Moore or." Well, why trade for more when you can sign OBJ? That's the question, right? Right, Zach? Yeah. Would you rather the Titans trade for DJ Moore or sign Odell Beckham Jr.? That's the question we're putting in there. Comment in the comment section. I do think that this is a good question because both impact your team differently, right? You're going to have to give something up for DJ Moore. The only thing you're going to have to give up for Odell Beckham Jr. on a rental is cash, is money. Yeah. And so if you're willing to do that, then, and here's a good question. When is the trade deadline? Adam asked that. Well, once you take your Jason mask off, that's when the trade deadline is. November 1st is the trade deadline. So the day after Halloween, that's when the deadline is. It's usually and, around three o'clock. Yeah. And you're keeping in mind with the news and with the rules and the bye week Traylon Burks isn't back until the middle of November. So like you're going to hit the trade deadline with a couple more games, get to the trade deadline and they won't have Traylon Burks back yet. So whatever moves they were making is going to be made to complement the current roster without Traylon Burks on the field, rather than having him on the field. Cause he comes back plays well, whatever, you might be like, oh, okay, we don't need to make a move. You're not going to see Traylon Burks until the deadline where the Titans have to decide if they're going to get some help for this offense or not. What would you rather the Titans do? Trade for DJ Moore knowing that you have to give up draft capital and the money or just sign OBJ and give up the cash. So let's see what the chat is saying. Well, before we get to the chat, Sam, start reading the chat and look that over. I do want to tell the fine folks about Hughes and Coleman. If you have been injured, we talked about OBJ being injured, but if you've been in a car wreck and you need somebody to fight for you, Hughes and Coleman is the law firm to go to. They've recovered $1 billion for their clients in Tennessee and Kentucky, and they will fight for every single dollar that you deserve. If you've been injured in a car wreck, you need to call Hughes and Coleman. Give them a call, 
free case consultation. So if you've been injured and you just you're looking for some help, they got a free case consultation at Hughes and Coleman, the officially uh, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. So if you love the two-tone blue, the two-tone blue love Hughes and Coleman. A to Z loves Hughes and Coleman. If you're in this situation, Hughes and Coleman is who you need to rely on and trust. Give them a call 800 800 4600. That's 800 800 4600 principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. I have a quick message from BetMGM before we get into our question as well. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and they're proving it by offering you a one up to $1,000 of a risk-free bet on the BetMGM app if you place the bet on pro football. All you have to do is use the promo code A-T-O-Z Sports. That's BetMGM and promo code A-T-O-Z Sports, and you can get a risk-free bet on pro football for any amount, up to $1,000. All right, Sam. The question that we're asking, and I've pinned this to the comments, there's been so many, uh, there's honestly been so many comments that I'm going to have to repost that question. Would you rather the Titans trade for DJ Moore? So trade, you got to give something up, or sign Odell Beckham Jr. and kind of rent him for the season and go after a Super Bowl? What is the chat saying? All right, we got uh, more. Rooney says OBJ is done. Steven says trade for more. Noah says trade for DJ. Uh, Daff says trade for DJ. Uh, Chris Vante says neither, none. Uh, Top Troop wants DJ more. Uh, this is the question, Timothy. What are we trading? Uh, Guy says I'll take DJ more. Jabu says OBJ. Kevin says OBJ. NJ Titans fan wants to trade. Tyler Bundy says more. John Lester says DJ Moore because more is better. Uh, we got no trades. We got a trade from G G man, the boss uh, DJ for a second says Kyle. Uh, let's see. Trade for more from Eric more from Edward uh, DJ from Deborah. A uh, lot of DJ Moore, I think is the overwhelming consensus from the chat. Uh, Zach, where do you fall on this? Is it a trade for DJ Moore? or signing Odell Beckham Jr.? So I gave Odell Beckham Jr. a 3% chance to sign with the Titans because I think that's more of Odell Beckham Jr.'s decision than the Titans' decision. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. would be cost-effective for the Titans, and the Titans like cost-effective things. They didn't pay A.J. Brown because they didn't want to pay him the money that he wanted. Um Odo Beckham Jr. made $4.25 million in L.A. last year. Now, that's a full season. He's not going to be playing a full season, right? Now, he's going to want a signing bonus. He is a veteran. Teams are going to be desperate, as we've said, for him. But I go based on what maybe the Titans have found out more about Traylon Burks after the A.J. Brown trade to amend some of their faults and their faults have been drafting players football players in the first round the list goes oh, on gosh. and on <laughs> Corey davis Odori jackson uh, rashawn evans caleb farley is looking like a bust 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 and i hadn't even said isaiah wilson i know uh, isaiah wilson i will say a bust so instead of drafting a first-round pick, it's going to take a first-round pick to get DJ Moore. It's going to take a pick and money. 
The money, though, is less than what A.J. Brown was asking for. So maybe at the cost of a pick, you get – D.J. Moore is not as good as A.J. Brown, so I, I don't want to say that. But you may – I, I, I would say that. What? I would say that. That he's as good as A.J. Brown. You could, I could easily argue he's better. He, he's a do-it-all type of guy. He's been more productive at the same age. Sam, I I'm just saying. Gun to your I, head, I think, you're taking you're taking DJ Moore over AJ I, I just, Brown. I think I think it's close. Like I think it's I think they're pretty you similar. Didn't, no, no, wait, wait, don't hey Dion, don't backpedal. Well, you I didn't said, say close. I said he's, he's just, just better. I said you could argue he's better, but he's definitely just as good. Cause I I he's had 1,200 yards basically uh, in a bad Carolina Panthers offense three of the four years of his career, he's 25 years old. And with a Christian McCaffrey led offense and a offense that has had Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield as his quarterback, he's almost had a 1200 yards, all three seasons. You would have said the same thing about Jalen hurts last year in the same regard of what type of quarterback he is. And AJ Brown's doing it with him this year. Well, I'm not, what do you mean? Of how Jalen hurts is not widely regarded as an unbelievable quarterback before this year. Product. Look at the production. Look at the offense. Like DJ Moore has been just as productive in his career as AJ AJ Brown, and I would tell you DJ Moore is more dynamic. AJ Brown would you rather have on your team? Depends on what I need. Uh, AJ Brown. So here's my point. I believe that AJ Brown is a. It doesn't matter what you need. He's a playmaker. He's a game wrecker. He is a game changer. And DJ Moore. I don't, he's a, in a I, different way. He, he's as much of a game wrecker in a different way. He's not your jump ball contested catch that A.J. Brown is. He is a yards after catch, I'm going to get wide open and burn you down the field type of guy. He's been able to do it all. And, and the reason he's a game wrecker, I think, shows in his numbers. You don't put up those numbers with Sam Darnold, at quarterback, unless you are dynamic and versatile. He almost killed Robbie Anderson's career single-handedly because Robbie Anderson waltzed into Carolina thinking he was going to be the man and got a very rude awakening quickly that DJ Moore is a wide receiver one and they are throwing to him 12 times a game not you Robbie well uh, Robbie Robbie Anderson ruined his own career uh, <laughs> that's a Robbie Anderson problem you talk trash about a potential quarterback and then the quarterback goes there you don't get any uh footballs thrown your way you know Carolina also is playing from behind so I'm not saying that his numbers are inflated. DJ Moore is very, very good. But Carolina ain't, ain't playing with the lead over the last three years that he had 1,000-plus. So yep. I think that there is that that goes into it. I take A.J. Brown all day over DJ Moore. I think the NFL and the numbers show that the same way. So to get back to what the question is, I think DJ Moore replaces something that John Robinson has – historically done poor a poor job at that is drafting with his highest draft picks quality long-term talent and dj moore you get at a lesser price than aj brown because you didn't want to pay him the 25 mil a year and guaranteed money that aj was asking for even though in my opinion he was worth it i think you're seeing that now because you're even talking about trading a first round pick you wouldn't have had to train a first-round pick if you just signed his ass. You could have gone and drafted another bad first-round pick who <laughs> wasn't going to turn out. But I think it. this is tough because you're now 
two straight first round picks on wide receivers. You're now becoming in the, the wide. It's like Philadelphia did this, right? Yeah. You're, you're, your first round wide receiver heavy, you know, but it's a huge thing of need. And Sam, this will help. This is 2025. So we don't usually do math on air, but you got 2023. Oh, you, you haven't, you haven't tuned in this week. We've been doing a lot of math on air. We've been, we've been arguing about math. If those of you that have been tuning into Austin and I this week, will know what I mean by that. But yeah, you, well, you, you have a lot, you have a period of time with DJ Moore that I think you're getting him at a good price. Yeah. You don't pick first-round picks very well. You need him this year. You need him next year. And, Sam, here is my X factor. DJ Moore is going to help your next quarterback who's not Ryan Tannehill. I hope it's Malik Willis. I hope he turns out to be this phenom and unbelievable quarterback i don't know if that's gonna happen but dj moore does that instead of praying to the gods above in whoever and whatever you believe in that Traylon burks is going to turn out yeah it so this is it it's interesting it, it's a hard hard conversation i i want to start off by this i disagree with you and your analysis of first round picks and i know The Titans have botched first-round picks and have struggled drafting at the top end of the draft. You need first-round picks. You you need them. You need to hit on them, but you need them. I don't think you can operate as an efficient and sustainable front office without your first-round, second-round draft picks. Do you think number 22 overall first-round picks, though, Sam? Because the Titans are going to win the AFC South if this thing holds up and progresses because their division is trash. And then all of a sudden the value of your first round pick is middle of the road. You're not going to get great players because they're going to be in the twenties. I'm going to tell you straight up. And, and I just argued with you about DJ Moore and and how good I think DJ Moore is. I think it makes more sense for them to just sign Odell Beckham. And I say that for them, not nothing towards DJ Moore, nothing towards their need for DJ Moore. I say it because you have a need at left tackle. You have a need at uh, right guard, potentially. You've got a, maybe a need at defensive tackle, depending on how the Jeffrey Simmons situation plays out. And you certainly have a need at defensive back. There are holes in the Titans roster that are so much bigger than wide receiver. And the John Robinson, Mike Vrabel area of football, the brand of football that they play is run first, play good defense, don't throw the ball. And until that changes, (laughs) that is what it is. You're right. I'm laughing at you saying that out loud and thinking you're going to win. That that is what it is. And and in terms of the, until that changes, right? And that, I don't know if that's changing anytime soon. I don't think you have any business being invested in back-to-back years on first round wide receivers. Go draft a left tackle in the first round. You're Keep not that very draft good at that. Pick. It does, yes, you, you you're not very that. good at it. You've already you have been to there. Tr- you have to try because you, that's the only way you get left tackles. People are saying, well, go get offensive line help in the trade market. There's no starting left tackles that are going to be good available for trade because why they're good and it's an essential position and good teams keep those types of players so you need to go and fill those holes via the draft 
You made the move on Traylon Burks. You've invested in him now. You need to commit to Traylon Burks as your wide receiver one and hope that you got that right. I love DJ Moore. DJ Moore makes them a better team. To, on top of that, here's my other thing, Zach. I don't think you need a one given this current team. I just think you need help. I, OBJ is not OBJ of 2015. He's not a bonafide wide receiver one that's going to go and dominate games for you, but he's not done. And I know people are saying he's done. He's not done. He had 113 yards and nine catches in the NFC championship game, 52 yards and a touchdown in the Super Bowl before he went down in the first half. OBJ can still give you a little something. And that's all I think the Titans need right now is go get a little help until Traylon gets back. And then when he comes back, I don't look at Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, and Odell Beckham Jr. as a liability of a wide receiver core. But I know, I'm paying attention. I know that the holes on this team are bigger than wide receiver. And you need draft picks to do that. Like you said, DJ Moore is going to cost you a first rounder. You need that first rounder, in my opinion. DJ Moore is better I think the quarterback situation, I think the points that you brought up, I I do think are valid. So I want to credit you with that because if you're going, look, I am, if you have watched this show, I am out on Ryan Tannehill. I'm ready to get rid of him. I'm tired of talking about him. Now, I, I think he's a good quality quarterback. I think he's above average. I think that he's a great game manager, probably even better than that but I do not think that he can take you where you need to go at this juncture with this team and this setup. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to go back into the merry-go-round of the Carson Wentz's, the Matt Ryan's, the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of last year, right? And he will be the best out of all of those. A team will want him, but this is where I do value what you said if Malik Willis is your next guy, you need to protect him. It's hard to go pay for a left tackle. Now, it's been done before. But if you're not willing to pay for A.J. Brown, you know, how much are you willing to pay for a left tackle, which is a lot of money. But at 21, picking at 21, are you going to get that left tackle that is going to be your 10-year starter? I don't know. And like I... That's a, that is certainly the conversation to be had. Tyler so said, if you're I, valuing that though, I'm saying you you're valuing a position that is probably not as great at 21, which presumably this is all an assumption, but presumably that's around the time you're going to pick great left tackles are picked in the top 10. We've seen that from Lawan. We've seen that from Conklin even was a quality. I mean, you've seen that. You're going to reach more, yeah. and then you're going to stay the same. Well, I mean, Tyler makes the point. Odds are DJ Moore will be better than what you can draft at 22. I think that's heavily your point. My my point on the other side of that is if the Titans are drafting at 22 and the draft was tonight, right? If the draft was happening tonight and, and you were drafting based off of this roster – I don't think you draft a wide receiver because I don't think it's the biggest need given the style of football that you play and given the roster that you have on hand and given the fact that you've already used one on Traylon Burks. So you don't in terms know, of and that's the mystery. Traylon Burks is the mystery. That yeah. like we don't know. You can't like that's why and I, I understand what you're saying. So I'm not 
sitting here killing you for the, if the draft was tonight. But we're not going to know who Traylon Burks is for the next month, Sam. One month. It's going to be yeah. November 13th. And, Sam, we're still not going to know what Traylon Burks is. Sam, it's going to be December 1st, and we're still not going to know what Traylon Burks Wait, is. This is why I think that the OBJ move makes sense in some context as well, is, yes, it is a short-sighted this-year-only move. I don't think you can fix the Titans roster long-term mid-season. I saw that comment up there of, like, well, you have to look long-term. I think holding on to draft picks is a long-term move. Trading your, your draft picks for a wide receiver because Traylon Burks got hurt, I think is a short-term move. I would rather sign the guy that can maybe help me this year. And if Traylon Burks doesn't show me anything in November, December, January, and I'm not convinced he is anything, and Robert Woods is coming off the books, you have another opportunity in the offseason, which they absolutely need to take advantage of to use some of that money to address the wide receiver position. But as you said, you can't pay a, a healthy Taylor Luan caliber left tackle. The, the player that he is when he's himself is a guy that you drafted and paid because he's your own guy. Guys keep, teams keep their own guys. You need to draft one and you need to fill the voids with draft picks and you can address the wide receiver with complimentary signings. So you, I'm pulling up doing that, NFL like free they, they already did that. No, and you need to do it more legit than how they've done it is the problem. <laughs> like it, just getting Robert Woods and saying, all right, yeah, that's good. We're going to rely on fifth well, round draft picks to be to their credit, Sam, to their credit. They they traded for Robert Woods thinking that AJ Brown was gay, going to be on the other side of the field, like yeah, alongside him. So like you you go to war this year. Ideally, now things changed as we know, but when they trade for Robert Woods, you have AJ Brown, Robert Woods, and maybe you still sign Austin Hooper and Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, and the defense that was coming out before you know. Landry got hurt. That's a really good football team that I actually say could probably compete and win a playoff game. You know, playoffs, you get into it and who knows what happens, but then everything changed. And then they did what we just talked about complimentary pieces and these complimentary pieces suck. They're just not. No, if you're, if you're going to rely on free agency, you have to be committed to doing free agency the right way. I believe that wholeheartedly. Um, I, I saw a comment up here. I'm trying to, find it again it was a I thought it was a good point but oh it was Jason saying I bet they keep Taylor Luan I think that that is a possibility uh you have to wait until the offseason to figure that out and keep in mind too if you keep your first round pick and you sign OBJ and you get the help now you're gonna go through you might go through a good bit of transition this offseason you can always do reverse what the Titans just did Right? There are going to be teams shopping wide receivers. If you're picking 23rd and you're not enamored with any of your options and you're committed to getting a wide receiver, you can go trade that pick and get the guy then. I don't. I think it is short-sighted to make the move now, assuming that you don't have anything in Traylon Burks, assuming that you need DJ Moore. I don't know if they he helps. Yes. And I'm, I'm on board if they make the trade, but if you gave me OBJ as an option for as cheap as he's going to come, 
I think it's worth taking before you do more and you don't do anything drastic to affect your future because you can start seeing, even if they're not a hole right now, you can start seeing where holes might pop up if you're not going to pay some of your expiring deals as well. OBJ has to pick you though. Now, I, True. I, all of that well, stuff well, makes sense. Right. I, I agree with that. Pick you. Well, right. But that's not the question. The question that's is which true. one would it's you not, rather That do? is not the question. Um, so, oh, look, yeah, Sam, I, I, I like this conversation, right? I get a new face to talk to. I talk to Austin every day. Now we, we get and we just start we riding into Titans talk. Uh, I, hope, I hope the fans have enjoyed this. Uh, we'll be, we're, we're coming back tomorrow. We're not going anywhere right now, but uh, this is a good conversation. I, this is something to watch over the next 20 days to see how this maturates within the Titans and all of these trades. And then we talked about trading for, you know, an offensive lineman because of, you know, and a commenter said Dylan Radens, that pick is gloomy too, right? That has not helped you whatsoever. And that was yeah. a second round pick. That was a high draft pick. Let's get to the magic bucket, though. We got the magic bucket. So we'll shake this thing around. We'll I didn't have good fortune with the magic bucket last time. I had to start hissing on camera. It was a, it was a tough, tough go for me last time. I, I have done that uh, since, uh, since the last time you participated in the magic bucket. We'll see what the magic bucket asks both of us to do. But first, I do want to talk to you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. If you're in the market for a brand new car, be in the market for Wilson County Hyundai. Look online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. They have the Palisade, which is their full-size SUV, third-row seating, all the bells and whistles. I've test-driven that car. It is awesome. It's not your mother's minivan. It is an upgrade. You also have the Sonata four-door sedan that I personally love, the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. Your perfect make and model is at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Look at their inventory Family owned and operated. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236. That's wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. And even though the Titans are on a bye week, it doesn't mean that you have to be on a bye week. You can still back a team, get involved, and bet on pro football. And if you do so on BetMGM and you use the promo code ATOZ Sports, ATOZ Sports is the promo code, BetMGM will give you a risk free bet up to $1,000 on pro football. If you place the bet, it doesn't work out. No worries. You get a second chance at it. So Titans are on by. You should not be on by. Get involved with that promo code on the king of sports books, BetMGM. It's magic bucket time. Sam, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Hmm. Uh, I'll let you go first. Okay. I want to. I, I want to see. Let me see one. I went first last time, and like I said, it didn't work out in my favor. So I'll. I'll let you handle this. Let's see what we got here. This is All for right. me. Okay, this comes from Austin's wife. Wear fancy gloves and elaborately gesture with your hands throughout the show. Wow. Fancy gloves. Yeah, like magician's gloves or whatever. Like like you're a hand model. I'm trying to think. I don't necessarily have one here. So I may have to Amazon it. Amazon it. So it may be Monday, but I will try to get that figured out. I'm so, glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't pick that one. Right. So uh 
I'm going to, and this is how we hold each other, everybody accountable. I'm going to put that bad boy in my calendar. Gloves. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Tiffany says white gloves. Jake says Michael Jackson gloves. That's what I'm feeling too. I'm feeling like I'm feeling white, white gloves that you can flash your hands every time you're making a point at Austin on Monday. So I'll have to uh, get on Amazon and get and, and send them my way. Love All it. right, Sam, the moment of truth. This All is right. yours. Let's see what we got here. Hit me with it. Oh, bang. Um, no. Yes. Come on. Well, oh. it's, it's not, it's actually not terrible. This is a good entertainment because I have done this. Oh, Austin's done it. Austin oh, I know what it is. This. I know what it is. What is I have it? To, I have to juggle, don't I? No, you don't oh, have to juggle. Oh, I'm glad I don't have to juggle. So, is it worse? You have to. This is a this is a favorite of mine. Using a Sopranos accent, give three keys to success. Dude, no, for an upcoming Titans game oh, for thirty seconds. <laughs> Using a Sopranos. No, this is right now. You got to do this on the fly. So I saw, so I watched the video like last week. I'm not kidding with you. I literally watched the video last week of your guys's clip, and I said, "Dude, thank God I wasn't on the show this week. I would not want to do that one." And here I am. I'm with Austin. I haven't seen The Sopranos. I like. I don't know. I don't know what the accent is. Is it just like a that's heavy, even better? <laughs> is it just the hat? Is it just the heavy Italian accent? It's the heavy Italian accent, and we need three keys to success. Oh, this is and I'll let be you, so I'll, bad. I'll give, you, I'll give you 30 seconds or so to think my, about it. My Italian family needs to, like, not watch this at any time. Like, this is going to be disgraceful if I, <laughs> this is going to be tough. Well, that's what the magic bucket does. It makes you wear jazz hand gloves, and it makes you, uh, you know, put you in bad situations. So, using a Sopranos accent. Give right. us three. Let me get my keys to, to the success. game situated. Get your keys to the game. Uh, but this is this is one of our favorites here on the show. And you got to do this for 30 seconds. Three keys to the game. This would actually be you could do three keys to this bye week. So you could make it your own. You can do whatever you want. Uh, but you got to give it to us uh in that gabagoo, the gabagoo accent. Right. Let me uh I'm just trying to get my keys to the game down. You gotta yeah, Tony Soprano. And then, you know, you're you're a young man, Sam. You got a lot of life ahead of you. You need to take some time and watch the Sopranos from start. I've been to meaning to. I've been meaning to. It's definitely up my alley. I know I would love it. I've just I struggle with binging TV shows because I'm I like, do too. I, I, I watch sports. People tell me stuff all the time. They're like, oh, you gotta go watch. Like, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. And it's like, I know I would love it, but that's my problem. Like, that's why I don't want to watch it, is I don't want to get addicted. If I know it's going to be a month long commitment. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. We, all right. We I'm ready to seconds, go. Three keys. I will start the clock on your first word oh, in goodness. a Sopranos accent. Oh. All right. Let me. All right. Oh, hey, how you doing, guys? This is Tony Soprano coming at you with the keys to the game for the Titans at the Colts. Key number one, you got to get after Matt Ryan. He can't move. He's like a sack of potatoes back there. He's just standing around. You got to bring the meat. Okay, you got to bring the beef at him. You got to win in the trenches. That's step two. You got to assert the run, get Derrick Henry involved. 
and I got to see four quarters. That's my third step to the game. You go four quarters. You score some points. You finish that thing strong. Oh, bang right there. That All was right. X, that was. I wasn't bad. All right. Man, I'll take it. I'll that was it. really good. That Italian blood was flowing in you. It's Sam. not. No, Nate John's right. I do need to hand back. The nerves got to me a little bit. That wasn't what I, uh, that wasn't. <laughs> I thought it was good. I, I was, I was very entertained. I thought, I mean, that's a tough, that's tough on the spot. So that is tough. Uh, I was, I literally said to myself, I was like, dude, thank goodness. I'm not being Austin right now. Cause he looked like a deer in headlights when you made Like he was, that was not up his, his alley. And I was sure enough, here I am doing the one I didn't want to do, but. Well, very good job, Sam. Shout out to Sam. You've done a great job all week. We got uh, a Friday show that I think we've got uh, some really good topics on the horizon for tomorrow. A great Titans Thursday to talk about Odell Beckham Jr. and DJ Moore and then the Magic Bucket. We thank everybody for tuning in. Be sure to lock in and follow us. Subscribe to the channel. As we always say, like the show before you go. If you're on Facebook or you're on YouTube, just hit this, this particular show a like and subscribe to our YouTube page. We will see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Hope you've enjoyed this version of A to Z Sports. We will catch you tomorrow. Adios.